It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We said four quarters, all gas, no break. You guys did that today. Hell of a job. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how, and the Packers don't have an opponent this week because they got a first round bye. I know that is hard to believe for a lot of people, including, I think, some Packers players, certainly some other teams in the NFL, NFL fans, media, even Packers fans, I think are a little bit surprised at where this team is, but it is where we are. As such, I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach to today's show. I want to tell the story of not just Packers-Lions, but where this team is now through the lens of the players. You tune into this show every day to hear me talk, and I do my best to bring in other voices to get the input from other reporters, other media people, and people who I think have valuable input to offer the show, and, and that is to say valuable input to offer you, the listener. I thought, what better way to tell the story of this unlikely comeback, the the up and down nature of this team, than to let the players speak for themselves, the coaches, Aaron Rodgers, to hear it right from them. This is a Packers team who believes in what they do, a team that believes in each other. That has not just self-belief, because self-belief only takes you so far. They believe in the culture, in the institutional advantages that they have built in from the coaching and the brotherhood that they have in that locker room. And when you talk to them, to a man, they express the confidence that they have in any situation to fight and to fight and just when it looks like They should give up to keep fighting. And that resiliency is something that has carried them through, that has led them to these 13 wins. But they did come out flat. There's just no question about it. And Matt LaFleur said on Monday that had they just executed a little bit better, 
We're not talking about them coming out flat because you get one play, one play leads you to two, two plays leads you to three. They come out, they hit that first play to Jimmy Graham, and maybe their whole game experience is different. Maybe the entire outlook of the game and their start to that game is different. But here's Alan Lazard talking about how they approached the game. Just focus, you know, I think we kind of just came out flat. Um, we thought that, you know, these, these guys were going to roll over, but, um, you know, that's not the case in the NFL, um, especially not in the NFC North. Um, so we, we know that we got to come out there every single game and play harder. It is rare to hear a player say, we thought they would roll over. It's something that I would say. It's something I did say on this show. And yet to hear a player say, we thought we were going to go in and roll them and that they were going to roll over is a remarkable piece of honesty from Lazard. And it is a telling quote from a team that clearly believes they are very good. Here is what Matt LaFleur had to say on his team's fight. Really pleased with our guys in terms of that mentality of never quitting, being resilient. Uh, you got to give Detroit a ton of credit. And we knew they were going to battle us. There is one thing we heard over and over after this game on Sunday from the players, and it was a phrase that came up potentially organically, or maybe it is something that they have just stuck to this season, that it has been a rallying cry for them. And that is that this team doesn't blink. It's, it's simple. It might even be a cliche. It is a cliche. But here is Aaron Jones talking about this team. Uh, we don't blink. We stay together. Uh, we stay as a team. Um, we don't let anything stop us. And uh, we just come in here at halftime, refocus, and we know what we got to do. And um, like I said, no, no matter how you win, you get it done, and a W is a W. Now listen to Blake Martinez use very similar words to talk about the resiliency of the Packers. Yeah, I think it's just we don't blink. Every single moment we've been in, um, we've we've fought through. We've worked so hard throughout OTAs all the way till now. Um, and just the guys we have in this locker room, the culture we have, it's just it's special. It's one of those groups that doesn't give up. And, and when we got in here at halftime, we knew we just had to simple it down and, and play our plays and cover our guys and play our gaps and get them off the field. And that culture, led by Matt LaFleur, reinvigorated when he joined the program, when he reset this Packers culture. It's why Zadarius Smith said Matt LaFleur should be coach of the year. In fact, here is the simplest summation of why this Packers team is so resilient, and it's right from Zadarius and Preston Smith. Brotherhood. Yeah. Brotherhood. We're coming together. We're playing together. We're playing as a team. We got each other's back. That's what it's about. Most brotherhood. And that culture breeds confidence. And it's not just one player. That culture of togetherness, of brotherhood, of faith in the man to your left and to your right, that belief is critical. Here is Aaron Rodgers describing how that belief is formed and how it helps this team win football games. Yeah, belief. It's definitely belief. Um, for whatever reason, there's an expectation that when we get in those situations now, uh, we're going to score wasn't always like that. I think back to 2008 uh, when we had opportunities uh, for much of that season. And a few times we scored, but we gave up uh, scores after that. But we weren't very good in, in those situations. And then 2009, the first game of the year, uh, hit uh, Greg on a post. 
and it's been slowly building, I think, since then to where even guys and other teams, when they come to us, there's an expectation that we, if we get the ball in two minutes, uh, we're going to score. And that belief, I think, carries a lot of weight in those situations. Um, and the calmness with which we operate in those situations, I think, allows us to really uh, focus and personally allows me to um, kind of get in, uh, in my zone as far as what plays I want to get to. Now, there's plenty of things to say about close wins and the statistical background of the, the randomness of it and the luck involved and all of those things. These players believe it matters. And maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Who am I to say? Who are you to say? Who is anyone to say that it doesn't matter if they say it matters? In some ways, if they think it matters, then it does. And maybe it doesn't matter as much as they think it does. But the reality is this team feels a way about themselves. And that in itself can be a net positive. They go down 17-3 against a bad Lions team. And there are plenty of teams in the NFL who would just say, it's not our day. We still have a home playoff game in round one. And they would pack it up. It's week 17. It's Christmas. I want to go home and be with my family. And they didn't do that. That matters, and it reflects well on the character of this team. It certainly reflects on the ability of this team because it took a huge defensive effort in the second half and a reset button being pressed with the offense, and we're going to talk about that offense, both the criticisms and the successes that they have after this. One thing I hope you're doing on this break, whether you had a long break or a short break, is sleep. We talk about physical fitness a lot. It's a huge part of culture. If you're a football player, you need to have it. But just for your daily life, your mental health, your physical health, sleep is so important. And Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation. Calm has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. Who else could you ask for than LeBron himself to put his stamp of approval on an app like this? LeBron James reportedly spends a million dollars a year on his body. If he thinks that this can help, guess what? It probably can help. Getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. That is a quote from LeBron James. And if you head to calm.com slash locked on, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves, like rain on leaves, and so much more. Sleep stories, meditations, all sorts of tools to help you get your best sleep. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron and using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm.com slash locked on. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football here on the Locked On Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there. Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. 
And there's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel. And that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. The play that ultimately won the Green Bay Packers a first-round bye on Sunday was a screen pass to Aaron Jones. And it is a play that, upon watching about a dozen times from every different angle, it gets a little bit more miraculous every time I watch it because they hadn't really tried it all game. It was not in the plan, not something that that Green Bay thought they were going to do. Aaron Rodgers is falling down trying to make a throw to Aaron Jones, who is enveloped, it seems, in chaos, bodies all around him. Rodgers finds a way to get him the ball. Aaron Jones turns it into a huge play, sets up the game-winning field goal. But as I mentioned, Matt LaFleur said after the game, screens were not really a part of the game plan. If you if you looked at all the when we when we're doing our game planning, screens were not very successful versus group because they a lot of times they put five guys on the line of scrimmage and they're dropping those two outside guys. And so we didn't feel great about the screen game. It was it was the first time I think in my career that where we had probably the fewest amount of screens going into a game plan. And to Aaron's credit he, he called. He actually called that screen in the two minute at the end of the game, um, and it was it was pivotal for us. So Aaron Rodgers gets the call. It's two minute. It's hurry up. He sees something, and he decides now is the time to pull this play out. Well, we thrown the ball so many times uh, and hadn't run one. It felt like we were kind of due. You know, they're playing some match coverage, so I knew if we had two guys kind of running back to the left, that there was a chance we could. I'll get some positive there. And here it is from Aaron Jones' perspective. With the game on the line, a first-round buy at stake, Aaron gets into the huddle and says this. Uh, I mean, A-Rod just came to the huddle and said, y'all, y'all boys ready for a screen? And yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you hear the balls coming to you, you get excited. And then uh, he's like, go make a play, kid. And I looked at him and said, yes, sir. And um, it was actually a great play by him because they didn't – they started to rush and they just stopped. And it was kind of – cloudy and he just I stopped and kind of found a window and he got it to me and I, t- I don't even know how he got it to me because it was, it was a crowd of people right there but it was just a great play by him and uh, got, got it to me and I was able to make a play after that and I think that gets lost in all of this there was a ton of criticism of Aaron Rodgers play after this game a lot of it rightly deserved he was brutal at times especially in the first half missing wide open guys by margins that we are not used to seeing him miss by and and plenty of other ones that he missed pretty close there are certainly reasonable criticisms to level on Aaron Rodgers for inaccurate throws where you really lose me is this idea that Rodgers is playing outside the structure of the offense this is an offense built on big plays Matt LaFleur mentioned it again In his press conference, it is something that is built into just about every play. There is a vertical element. And when the coverage says, throw the ball deep, you're going to throw the ball deep. Yeah, there was, we we wanted to try to stress them down the field. And when we had the looks, 
you know, he, he takes the chance. And we know this, that the further you throw the ball down the field, the, the odds are the completion percentage goes down. But uh, uh, felt, that's just the way we felt we needed to attack these guys today. And Aaron Rodgers echoed this sentiment from Matt LaFleur. They felt like there was an opportunity based on the way the Lions play, especially on third down, to make some plays down the field. No, we wanted, yeah, we wanted to stretch the field for sure. Uh, felt like, especially on some third downs, they'd be sitting at the sticks, you know, so we wanted to take some shots early and had some opportunities. Uh, you know, missed, obviously, a few of them. Uh, didn't come down with a couple of them as well, but that was, that was the plan. And the plays were there. That's the thing. The plays were there to be made. There was some timing issues, guys not always in the right spots. Rodgers missed way more throws than we're used to seeing. And unfortunately, the last two years at least, we are a little bit more used to seeing that. And he said, look, he just he just felt a little bit off. No, I, I think we, you know, right from the first play, we're just a little bit off uh, the entire first half. Uh, but we came back with some some simpler stuff in the second half. Um, still didn't connect on some ones we had chances to, but but no, just a little bit off today. The plan was good. Rodgers wasn't. The execution was not great in the second half. They simplified things a little bit. They were able to get to some rhythm passing game concepts. That opened up some of the plays down the field. That Devontae Adams touchdown, they get to it because it's a double move. Slant to the corner. That Alan Lazard touchdown, they get to it because it's a double move. That's what this offense is designed to be, and Matt LaFleur felt good about not just the, the game plan, but felt pretty good about overall how Aaron Rodgers played. No, I mean, it's we'll, have, we'll, we'll go back to it, but I think any time, any game, every quarterback's going to have a throw here and there that they'd like to have back, and it, it wasn't just him. So I thought he did enough to, to get us the win today, and, um, you know, he let us down in the, the – two two-minute drives, and I thought he did a good job. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's Killer Bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed-coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store this episode is brought to you by wise progress is great isn't it people listen to music on record players then tapes and cds and now you can stream music and podcasts. When technology moves forward, you move with it. Like with WISE, the modern way to move money internationally. It's smarter and simpler. They use new technologies. So when you send, spend, or convert money with WISE, you get a better exchange rate with lower fees. And over 30% of transfers arrive in less time than it takes to listen to this right now. Join over 10 million people and businesses and try WISE for free at wise.com podcast. 
all of that brings us to this point in time where Green Bay is looking at a first-round bye. They don't have to play this weekend. They have the extra days of rest. Matt LaFleur said on Monday that he didn't feel like his team physically would be ready to go by Wednesday, so they're going to get a couple days off. They're going to be back at it later in the week, get some work in, and then get set next week for whoever they're going to play. These close games led to home games, and that is important. If you don't believe me, ask QB1. Well, I think the NFC is wide open. Um, you know, there's six really good football teams that are in, and I think home field advantage can be very important. Green Bay is a tough place to, to come and play. Um, although we haven't, uh, over my time, had the you know distinct advantage as far as our win-loss record, um, I feel like this team can utilize the cold better than some of those other teams that relied on uh, heavy passing games where we're a little more balanced this year. Maybe it's all a little bit too cliche for you. And maybe you don't believe in all of this, and maybe you think, well, this is all going to regress and come crashing down on them in the playoffs. Football Outsider said this is the second worst 13-3 and team by DVOA since they've been keeping track of numbers, and that very well may be true. But worst teams have won Super Bowls. They wouldn't be the worst Super Bowl team. So it's certainly not a death sentence. Let's let it play out. Let's see what happens. And then we can criticize it. Then we can talk about it. There's no reason to say, well, they can't win these games. Yes, of course they can win these games. In 2010, no one thought they could win any of those games. They went in to Atlanta as big underdogs, having played in the wild card round, having just barely made it into the playoffs, having to win two de facto playoff games in the regular season just to get in. There were plenty of people who didn't think They were going to win any of those games. Plenty of people who didn't think they could make the playoff run that they made. And they won the Super Bowl. The Giants won two Super Bowls that way. Joe Flacco got hot and the Ravens won a Super Bowl. We see it all the time. Teams that aren't playing great at the end of the year. And by the way, the Packers have won five straight games. So I don't know how you can say that they're not playing great. They're winning games against some bad teams, but against some good teams too. They beat down the Vikings. That's a good team. And now all they have to do is win one game to get to the conference title game. That is a huge win for this team, Matt LaFleur, in year one. We'll be back tomorrow. A lot more to come this week. No opponent Wednesday, no scouting report Thursday, but working on some some interviews that we can get to to keep you engaged in what's going on around the league, not just what's going on with the Packers. We'll get the updates as we get them to players like Jamal Williams. Alan Lazard said that, that he's good to go after the game. Uh, they were they were going to let the other players who were a little bit healthier finish the game, but he said he, there was no swelling and that he was good. So we'll see where, as this injury report comes along what Brian Bulaga's status is, where Corey Lindsley is in his progress. Getting this by was huge for injury reasons because they need to get healed if they want to beat a team like the Saints even at Lambo. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. Locked on Packers.